If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And now in a podcast the bitch produced himself, I'm James. And my name is Keen, and we might not be back to normal, but we're back to sickening. Welcome to Sissy That Pod, the RuPaul's Drag Race Reaction Podcast. And we're almost there with season 13. It's the reunion time. It's time to reflect on the season so far. And to do so, we have two wonderful Dublin drag queens who are actually also in a relationship, which you might hear a bit of mm-hmm. in this episode two, Miza and Chanel. They were so, so funny. Yeah. Uh, great insights. And also, like always, I, I do really love when we have drag queens on the, the, the show talking about kind of like getting into the nitty gritty of actually what it's like to perform and like mm. being able to relate to the experience of the queens. It's always super fun and you get like a real insight into it. So yeah, they were great. Absolutely. Um, during the week, we also asked you guys what it was that you had mostly remembered from the season, like what had stood out to you. And it was mainly some sort of early, er, it was early doors seemed to make yeah. the big impression. So it was, yeah. Tanisha I said Mann, what I said. I said what I said. Um, the arrogant row. And Utica's facial the expressions. First, like elimination lip sync as well. Big yeah. impression. Um, and Utica's, Utica's performance in the roast came up a couple of times. The, and the um, ball. And the ball. Mm. I mean, you know, the sublime and the ridiculous. Actually, all represented with, with Utica. So out of all the answers here that we have, not one person mentioned any of the final four. Well, there we go. They just knew that the reunion is a time to celebrate the queens who haven't made it to the final. Maybe. So people just, they missed, they understood from, 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 from my phrasing that it was winners excluded. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but for, what, for you, what would be off the top of your head, what would be like the most memorable moment of this season? I think for me, um, Simone's do-rag, I think, was just really, really strong. And I did really enjoy this new take on the makeover challenge of them doing over each other. That's something I'd really like to stay. I'd like to see that keep them keeping that around as well. I do think some of Simone's fashion, the do-rag, the say, say their names, both of those looks were phenomenal. I think in terms of like what I'll remember this season for, and I know that when people ask that question often, you're meant to pick some sort of like shady, untucked backstage moment, whatever it is. But I do think it is probably going to be Paris Hilton. In Snatch Game, Got Mix Snatch Game, I think is is for me. Well, well I'm going to remember this series for because presumably it's never going to happen again. Is the Pork Shop Lounge? I think that's kind of like it's kind of been the shadow that's been cast over the whole season. Not necessarily for a good thing. No, no, it was sort of like I liked the I, I really loved the idea it, when you think back at it. Like it's a really nice way of splitting. Like first of all, giving everyone like showing everyone the, the performance, the lip syncs, you see everyone doing that early on. And then you have your your two groups. I like when they split them into two groups so that you have the like double introduction. But I think by doing that, you did create a winner's lounge and a loser's lounge. And then mm-hmm. that just meant that those loser's lounge, you know, there, there's a mindset that comes with that that would be hard to shake off. Yeah. And it would also be known for being far too long. Well, that is true for lasting forever. But in a time when we need more Drag Race, and I guarantee you the week after next, people will be saying, oh, I wish Drag Race US was still on. <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, this isn't just us chatting. Let's welcome our guests to the show, Miza and Chanel.
Amazing and Chanel, thank you so much for joining us from your living room. Uh, before we even get into this week's episode, can I ask, are you team Simone, Rosé, Gottmik or Candy? We'll start with you, Mizza. I kind of want, um, Rose, uh, not Rosé, Simone and Gottmik to have like a double crown. Okay. I, I love I love Rosé, I think she's great. Um, I still do like Candy, but I just feel like Gottmik and Simone deserve it a bit more. I kind of, I'd agree that it would be fun having a double crown, but because there's been so much, like, so many queens brought back on the season and, like, so many miss eliminations, I feel like it just crown one of them. Don't be pulling this shit out of the bag again where, like, oh, there's four of in the top four and you're all going to split the money and just yeah. be America's yeah. next top drag queen. <laughs> so I would definitely have to pick Got Mick just because I feel like the relationship to Horn Rue that you can see during most of the walkroom yeah. uh, walkthroughs, you can see, you can even see it in Rue's eyes, like, oh, like she has her eye on you kind of thing so I would definitely be team Gottmik I feel you've set me up perfectly for that ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the stage Miss Elimination you know like that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a fab drag thing. that is some genius people wouldn't expect that no. No. <laughs> I'm going home halfway through <laughs> just leave halfway through yeah. the lip sync as well yeah go home home <laughs> yeah no I, I would think though that um, Gottmik for me Gottmik and Simone both have like re- like really important messages that they're coming along with and they've been so and they've proven it in every type of challenge like they've been real funny they've like given some amazing looks and then they've also got this like heart and particularly with Gottmik like the the message she sends to like a particular group of the community who haven't been very sort of well represented in Drag Race so important yeah yeah especially being the forced trans person kind of uh, well trans male yes on it yeah, yeah like yeah. incredible and for such like a small person i didn't really have high hopes for Gottmik. i just knew that like he's such a talented makeup artist on it like i was like oh amazing at that but then i was like i don't know like if he'll come across well and then from day one i was like yeah. winner winner yeah. <laughs> winner winner give the, give the crown now yeah. <laughs> and i think Gottmik said it himself in one of the episodes where most of his friends were like what are you gonna do because the only thing you can do is look pretty and he's Kind of after proving him and all these friends wrong with like not only being pretty, being able to pull off choreography, being able to make people laugh, and just being like an all around sweetheart at the same time being the baddest bitch that probably walked through the entrance. Absolutely, yeah. On that season. However, I do wonder whether their inability at lip syncs is going to hold them back now that we know it's going to be a lip sync smackdown to the crown. Especially yeah, for when they go touring the world, like, do you know when they'll be coming mm-hmm. to when Corona finally everybody's <laughs> vaccinated and the world is back to normal. When they come to gigs, kind of when you meet them then and you're kind of like, oh, they're like not the best, do you know, because you have to travel the world, yeah. essentially, do you know, unless they're going to pull out a new single somewhere and just sing it in every country that they go oh, to. God, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> Performing one track every single city you go to. Ugh. But we've seen some queens come from it and when they go- come here, you're like so excited to meet them and then they go out and they do their number and you're like, Oh, wow. great! <laughs> you, go you. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of it's the sort of thing with them, um, like Kim Chi, for example, like such a huge personality, so hilarious. But like you're watching the lip sync and it's a bit cringe. You're kind of like, oh, yeah. Oh. And, and then there's like queens, oh. like say, I suppose Candy, who probably is in the the mix at the moment and maybe not necessarily being considered for the crown. But like you know that if you went to a Candy Muse show, it's going to be like a proper oh. show. Yeah. yeah, like you're going to spit on from the front row and she's trying to scream down the microphone. Let's talk about this reunion episode. So it was a bit different than we were expecting. Instead of sort of all gathered around, either virtually or physically, 
the queens did a sort of like monologue production like chat to the producer about their their time on the show and their reaction watching and what they regretted etc um and then there was a music video but before we get into music videos what did we think of this sort of changed format so i thought the way why they're doing it this different format this year is because there's been so much hate online and they're trying to kind of cull that hate a bit yeah where normally they pit like put everybody against one another so it's like oh you said this about me blah 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 and then all the fans attack the certain groups you yeah. know but this year has been especially with coronavirus has been shit for everybody and then especially like candy still getting abuse texting her ma do you know i think they were trying to stop that kind of hate so they were making it more fun yeah instead of being like a normal bitchy reunion just to kind of calm down the hate a bit because people in the drag race fandom go a bit ham on the queens and it's just not like it's not drag it's not fun yeah no no it, it comes at it from like a really negative i think you're absolutely right that they they really they went overboard this season in like celebrating everyone and the contribution everyone made and how positive like the whole thing was and they really are kind of like trying to lean heavily into people like acknowledging things they've done wrong like Yuzika talking about like the, the roast but also like celebrating the the great bonds that they made and even giving them their own little showcase to do their own performance was like a nice way of kind of giving them another boost uh, of themselves but yeah I think it was a good format I think it worked as a format better than last year where it was all the weird thing and like we at least we didn't get another Rue Mexican wrestler mask oh god Jeez. yeah <laughs> the lazy Susan <laughs> 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 Like somewhere at WWE. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure whether it was for that reason, like they're trying to move away from this bitchy narrative or whether it was just kind of the format that made sense if they could send a camera crew to somebody's house because some of those videos were so well produced like we'll get into them all individually in a minute but I mean the best thing about Denali's video was that video production I was like how the hell did they do that unbelievable but she did herself dirty there's a video on her YouTube that has gone past a million views and it's her doing shackles in like these Rocky Mountains on a frozen lake yeah if you haven't seen it it's the most incredible thing we watch it about what at least 10-15 times (laughs) it is sensational just even the beginning yeah and then the views in the background are of these big huge Rocky Mountains if anybody hasn't watched it definitely go check it out it's like one of them videos when you see it especially for someone who does drag when you see a video like that like you get goosebumps your hair stands up and make sure you want to drop everything you're doing go and put a wig on a pair of (laughs) hands and then convince yourself you can dance (laughs) (laughs) no because I'd seen the bury a friend one she did in pretty I think the same ice rink that she recorded this one so yeah I thought that's what she was going to say is like oh we've kind of seen the moves and we've seen the setting before but yeah, I was still yeah. gooped by that video production. Yeah. Oh, same. And the talent of like the flips, like that's so difficult to do, yeah. especially on ice in ice skates. Where like, it has oh, terrifying. And wigs. Uh, yeah. I'd be lucky if I can walk across the stage without stumbling over my own feet and she's doing flips. Well, <laughs> uh, I actually I completely agree with you on the Denali video because I do think that the back like she was let down a bit by the fact the background was so kind of bland and it was yeah, yeah. especially at the end I know we're not technically talking about her now but the intro bit was really exciting where it kind of zoomed in on her and she was there in like kind of half boy drag and then it like switches to the ice so ring. it's like grey room like yeah. no colour yeah, yeah exactly and like she did the she had the like neon kind of things going on but there wasn't a huge amount of of that so you, you kind of no. got a bit bored by what you're watching in the background even though what she was doing was spectacular yeah, yeah. and it felt more ice skating than drag for me kind of it was just like yes. you know 
Like I don't know. I I don't know what she would have needed to have done to make it drag. Yeah. Maybe like a big billowing <laughs> yeah. cloak or something. But it felt more ice. Yeah. We want yeah. like a reveal. Yeah. yeah. Ninety <laughs> seconds. Do a reveal. A proper reveal. Oh. Like a proper tear a jumpsuit <laughs> off into the entire full on get everything out. Yeah. <laughs> Underneath her skates was another pair of skates. You know that's a yeah. Reveal. <laughs> yeah. It could be like a little covers on them. Rip them off. You have well, ninety that's... seconds. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let, let's go through the, the music video. Let's just start off with the with the queens who did a version of someone else's song before we get into the originals. Um. So Kamora Hall did giving him something. He can feel by on vogue joey j did i want you back by nsync elliot did kaiser's hideaway and Utica did halsey's you should be sad uh chanel which of those was your favorite um joey j's because i just didn't expect to see her dressed up in five different like i like i kind of knew going into it I was like right she's gonna have to really redeem herself because she thought big herself so like so big in the season and didn't really get a chance to showcase much of that so it's like, what's she going to do? And when she came out as the five of them, I was bleeding, curled up laughing. I was like, that's just, <laughs> like, bravo. Um, de- definitely, definitely Joey J's himself out would buy a mile. Because there was I- that hint being like, oh, she's not alone. She has another gay, you know, icon there. So I was yeah. like, is she all of them? And I was like, I can definitely see yeah. she's four of them. So she <laughs> yeah. must be all of them. And then Lance Bass comes along. Exactly. Like, oh, there we go. <laughs> and the fact, the fact that she could have used that, she could have used that 90 second video to like, put together this fiercest, strongest drag looks like yeah. the best wigs, the best costume, but she chose to dress up in boy drag and make it more camp and funny than glamorous and sickening. Yeah. Which it was completely different, di- different lane to what every other queen done when it came to their music videos. Yeah, and even that little so perm for Justin Timberlake as well. Like. I, that was, that was <laughs> demented. Love that, the <laughs> that Justin Timberlake look was demented. And I know we all hate Justin now because of the Britney documentary. So it's like, yeah, that's, the, that's what you deserve, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is going to be May. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you guys have been watching the Circle US, but Lance, someone is playing as Lance Bass in that as well. So I was like, wow, I've just had a week full of Lance Bass. <laughs> so, um, I'm most of it unwanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Certainly didn't expect it. I definitely don't want it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would you agree that Joey J was your favourite? I have to say, no, I did laugh, but I loved Kamora Hall's one. Only because I'm a huge Kamora Hall fan. And all of, if you watch any of her performances on YouTube, she's always sexy, sultry. She's not a big, like, yeah. out there performer. She's not a death drop, split back, flip, tumble, the lot. She's always, like, sexy. So I thought she was really just shown what war drag is yeah. because I don't think drag race is really for the the sexy slow moving kind of girls do you know and it yeah. was a raunchy video like she was about to get dicked down big oh, time <laughs> but the husband's reply the man's reply on way home yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like, he's upset about something there's something wrong she's after putting on all this what's she making up for putting on all that yeah. fancy drag <laughs> <laughs> and in a bat in drag no thank you I think my favourite actually was uh, the Utica to Halsey with all those wires and the way she sort of cut yeah. herself out of it I thought that was really visually stunning and, and classic YouTube. And it goes with the song as well. Yeah. Like it's about cutting ties with somebody and like 
being done. I, so it was really clever. Yeah. I have to say that. So I thought that that Utica's visually was the most impressive, and I loved it. I thought it was that looked amazing. But I have a, a particular level of hatred for that song because oh. just at the very beginning of lockdown. I was like getting used to like my two kilometer limit and I was like sitting at my desk in the kitchen and that was played on Today FM about a hundred times a day. So I just, I just have this like real relating to like sitting awkwardly at a stool at like a kitchen counter stuck two kilometers from my house, terrified to even go to super value. So I was like listening to that just brings me back to that feeling. But I did think she interpreted it really well and that like what she did like with the production was gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, it was stunning. Yeah. Like, she is so visually appealing. Yeah. But I just think she's a bit mad, and I'm mad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Especially, like, the whale joke and all. I was like, no, I don't like you anymore. Yeah. I mean, I don't anything to say about Elliot's what I, I did think that one was the worst one. And there's something about Elliot that I kind of feel they... They're, they have as much personality as a dancer should do, kind of. So I just don't think they get yeah. that personality across. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what did you say? She well, doesn't open her mouth. Yeah, like, <laughs> fucking like, hell. Like, that just, just doesn't make sense. Like, she's lip syncing and she's like, it's like she's trying to whisper. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> and especially, like, such a... Like, well, like, uh, she's coaxing at a cat. Is it like... <laughs> yeah, like yeah. <laughs> she's trying to get the attention off her. And it's like, show me love, show me love. Uh, and I kind of just expect... Now, I'm not, like, I'm not dancing. Like, I can hardly do a fucking simple choreography. So it's probably going to sound rich coming out of my mouth. But because like she used to mention being such like a really high high performance dancer, when she like came to her music video was like, right, this is it, she's gonna be giving it all. And then like she edited the song now, I don't know if it was down to her, but like the main big dance break of the song was completely cut out of song. Yeah. Like it went from chorus to chorus and like that big beat drop in the middle was just it wasn't. But also there, like, that song is such an iconic video anyway, with it with a simple dance. And, yeah, and exactly. she then made it a less iconic, more complicated dance. I just you've ruined the essence of the song there. I I actually I do wonder if you're right. I wonder if there was like a big like actual dance break in the middle that they just chose not to show in the edit of it. Because I did think it was kind of for her bigging herself up as this like like dancing is my gig, that's what I do, this is like who I am as a performer. And then it was very simple, like it was mainly like the things you were looking at mostly were the two dancers with their shirts off and like her kind of up all over them. I don't know, like it was you kind of got a sense of someone who's a little bit unsure of themselves or something coming through yeah. her. Her transfer her like reunion transformation, I think, was the best. Like she had really yeah. elevated her look, her makeup was stunning. Or that yeah. like sparkly cats who think she's wearing gorgeous yeah especially she's grown from that pink I thing I to say that anything, <laughs> yeah anything compared to that flamingo look would be would be better well, like. somebody called it a pigeon didn't they yeah. like, candy <laughs> <laughs> Pigeon, a pigeon, pigeon. Down Henry Street. Yeah. <laughs> off <laughs> Let's move on to the original songs. Uh, first one we heard was Tamisha and Arrogant. And I first heard this and I was like, oh, this isn't going to be great. But you know what? I actually kind of dug it by the end. It is a good monologue. And it, like, it's like your classic sort of drag queen coming out of reality TV show song. But this is, this kind of worked in the sort of like, as you're beautiful, you're a model way. Yeah, yeah. Especially everybody keeps quoting to her, Tanisha Iman is coming for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know, so it's like you have to do something with that. It's kind of like the way Stacey Lane Matthews didn't cash in on Henny. Mm. Yeah. And then the AAA girls were like, well, we'll take Henny if you're not taking Henny. Yeah. And then they made. <laughs> yeah. They took that. So I think if you get a little tagline like that, that people, like Miss Vanjie, look how big she went for that. 
Do you know, yeah. and Shangela with Halle Lou. So I think she's trying to cash in on the. I have a catchphrase, so let's run with it. I'm going to stick it onto every piece of merchandise. I'm going to put out a yeah. song with it in it, and I'm going to make the money off it before someone yeah. else comes in, before Alaska comes in and does a song with it. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting alone. And like, puts people. on a pair of shoes again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, Tamisha's song, like, I did really enjoy it. But, like, the thing is, like, compared to most other drag queens that come from Drag Race, when they make a song, they normally, like, add lyrics to it. But I feel with Tamisha, even though it was a bit of a bop, it was like she just took all of her one-liners... Yeah. made them into a rhythm and didn't add anything other than every single sentence that she said in drag yeah. yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. if that makes sense yeah. I wanted I, to I, hate it right I was like oh god here we go tacky 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 but for some reason this worked and we'll get to Tina Brenner in, in a minute but that's somebody who like took a catchphrase and flopped big yeah. time yeah yes. I, I think with Tamisha I like I, I was just very much comparing it to that Adam Joseph version of the Linda Evangelista thing and mm. I don't think it quite met the measure of that I don't yeah. think it's, it was as iconic an outburst no. as that anyway to begin with but yeah I enjoyed it like it was hourly appealing if that's a thing is that a thing yeah but i don't but people I, say sonically but yeah that's yeah, right yeah. sonically appealing but um but yeah no i don't think it like i think it was perfect for this moment but probably isn't going to be something that you'd be listening to it's not being added yeah. to any spotify playlists i wouldn't imagine no no definitely not no hurry to save that <laughs> no. Do you know what i actually was genuinely interested in saving to my spotify playlist was that la la re song the bad bitch thing featuring ocean kelly i thought this was really good Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoy that now. I must say, the yeah. music video is a bit naff. Um, yeah, yeah. But especially, especially the the what was our uh, ocean? ocean ocean Kelly. Kelly ocean yeah, Kelly. ocean Kelly was a bit um hard on the eyes. I just don't. I don't want to say. Oh no, it's no point. I want to say me, and it just sounds really like yeah. Because you paused, and I was like, oh, he's gonna try sugarcoat this. And then it was like, no, hard on the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll, no. I'll write into the rest of the I agree with you that that, that, that look wasn't uh, bringing me joy or life. No, 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 no. And the, her legs. Did you see her legs? Oceans or Lala's? Oceans. They, they were a different. Like her, every bit of her was a different color. She had kind of like like, like the ocean, like beige legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's kind of like dark on top, but then it gets clearer. But like her legs were kind of like I don't know if it was tights. But Tina Burner had the same thing because she had like her makeup down to the top of her her what, clavicle there, but then she had a big her chest exposed. But she was obviously getting quite warm because she was getting like heat yeah. rash or something. So <laughs> it looked totally yeah, different. <laughs> she was burning up, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she must have had a few drinks and got a bit flustered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I know I thought that Larry song was great. It had a real sort of like she can really rap. It was like Megan the yeah. Stallion sort of vibe. Yeah. Uh, I so it was impressive. I love Lally. I think she's like she's just real fun. She's really yeah. that look. That look. The girl yes, like, she looks oh. fantastic today. That, yeah. that, that yeah. Beyonce dress, the, that was a rep of <gasps> Beyonce's dress from yeah. the, what, the Grammys. I the think Grammys, it was, okay, was it? unbelievable. The, some awards are about Beyonce had that yeah. big black yeah. thing on, but Beyonce's had like gold tips. Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, that Lally, and that hair was stunning <laughs> yeah. on her. I, I, she is definitely with this, like with this episode and that performance, she's someone you'd be super excited to see back on an All-Stars season. Oh, like, and that personality, like, she's unstoppable personality. Yeah, like, yeah. And all she, she's one of those queens, like you see them, they come through the show where they haven't quite got the technical proficiency yet in some of the things, but they have all the personality. Yeah, so yeah. all she needs to do is go off and figure out like how to use a sewing machine and she can come back and absolutely like 
yeah. devastating all stars. Look at Monique Cart, like she wasn't mm-hmm. the best on horse season, and she came in and she was like, she smoked them on all stars. Like, yeah, but then on yeah. all stars, she like, and we see her. She performed in Vicker Street, and I never lost my life so much a song that I didn't oh, know. She shut up and kiss me, and she's like, she made everybody sing it like before the song came on, and it's kind of like, I want to throw your ass out the window, you know that one? And she made everybody sing it a few times, and then when the beat kicked in, and she's flipping towards yeah. it, everybody lost their life. So hopefully Lana Ray comes back to All Stars and brings out something like that, because I'd yeah. love to see her. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think that's a really good comparison as well. Monique Cart, someone who had a little budget but a big personality. Uh, so yeah. yeah, and I think if there were way. a winner of this episode, I think it would have been Lala Ree for me. Like, oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then let's go for Turn It and Burn It, Tina Burner. And if there was a loser of this episode, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, Tina brought back all of her New York girls. So do you know Bootsy? So me, Davina, and Sophie, we did a show with Bootsy, and Bootsy is an absolute phenomenal human okay. being. Like there's somebody like just when you meet her, she just radiates so much love and positivity, and just being around her, you're like you're an yeah. icon, you know. And seeing her on the telly, I knew that she was doing something because. I have her as a friend on Facebook, so somebody said it was so good to see you, and I was more like, "There's Bootsy!" Yeah. And yeah. Was over there doing it. Like, "There's Bootsy!" Like we were sitting there watching the video for the first time, and Riz is just like that up at the screen trying to record Bootsy, and no one else like wasn't even wasn't even paying attention to what Tina was doing. It was like, it was like, "Oh, where's Bootsy?" No, pause it, pause it. It's like, "Where's Bootsy?" But that's it because what Tina was doing was so like bland. I thought you couldn't hear what she was saying. There was a really annoying no. siren noise in the song. Yeah. I just was like, "This is a, a swing and a miss." Tina. And the thing is as well, like I get, I, I love the concept that she dressed up all of our closest sisters and all of her looks and all of her drags. Mm-hmm. But nearly every second person looked better than Tina. Because like if I was doing something like that and if I was on Drag Race and I was putting all my sisters in drag, I'd make sure they looked nice but not beautiful. Not nicer than you. And especially yeah. if we were going to be trying to, especially if we were trying to rap and be like, you know, like really fucking heavy in front of all of them. And then you have like, some behind you looking real pose and elegant and you're there in in ah uh, no and you're there giving it loads and your cousins in the back just standing yeah. there looking great and everybody's like well she's gorgeous and you're like look at me <laughs> so is that when you do each other when you help each other in drag are you always trying to make sure you've leveled up over the other I I like personally I think like there's something wrong with me because I'm just like I do what I do yeah, and everybody yeah. else does what they do and everybody else does what they do well I do what I do well we're all our own different yeah. people but that's so if something's not nice on something I'm like no get that off your head yeah. or try this or put this yeah. on yeah, yeah. or do you know like but everybody has different styles so somebody would be probably looking at me being like minger do you know and then they're like well look what I'm wearing yeah. it's nice and you not on no, me. No, no, no. yeah. <laughs> I, I love it for you, but not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I really suits you, but I just wouldn't be. It wouldn't be my taste. But yeah. me, like you, always help me with like outfits and yeah. like vice versa. Like sure, we're together now for six years, and we've been doing drag since we've gotten together. Yeah. So like, at the start, it was a bit like a bit like oh, do I tell them? Do you not tell them? But now it's to the stage where you're like, are you actually planning on wearing that? Yeah, like, that's I, right. like do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Of course, we have a relationship, so it does like just some. Now there is sometimes where like I'll try something and I'll think that my shit don't stink, and I'd be like, "I am the best thing to ever grace God's earth," and then Nate's just like, "No, 
It's just not for me. You know, it's nice on you, but it's not for me, which means that is fucking disgusting. <laughs> I mean, you guys need a documentary. Like, how rare is it that, you know, two people in a, a relationship drag together in their relationship? I mean, get yeah. onto Virgin Media. I yeah, I'm telling you. So as you know, Sissy That Pod is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, which is the biggest podcast network in Ireland, home to wonderful creatives of all sort of varieties of podcasts. And we have a really special collaboration that's coming out for you this week on Wednesday. There'll be an episode release that we did with Phoning It In. So Phoning It In is an improv podcast. They host a show which is kind of like your standard call-in show, like a Joe Duffy in Ireland. Um, I'm not really mm-hmm. sure what the Adrian Kennedy or whatever. Yeah, those sort of shows. So we approached them and Dave Coffey, who's the front of the podcast, for a Snatch Game special. We got eight of the finest improvers in Ireland or from Ireland to do their best celebrity person. Including and two boy. friends of the pod. Exactly. Wonderful Alison Spittle and the gorgeous evoke a reaction yes real talk here i was like this could kind of go one of two ways snatch game is tough there could be a lot of awkward silences but honestly i was sobbing with tears of laughter it was one of the funniest mornings i have had all year it was such a joy to be part of the recording of and honestly it is going to be such a joy to listen to um, and there is going to be a video available as well and I would recommend getting and checking that out because some some of our contestants really went there with the uh, with the, the, the costumes and I would say even some of the ones that didn't the mismatch in their like vocal appeal to what they actually looked like just made it all the funnier yeah absolutely so on Wednesday dropping in the feed will be our sister pod sissying it in snatch game special and check out YouTube for a video as well it's gonna be really really exciting and if you like it and you want to support us doing some more of that snatch game you can always support us over at headstuffpodcast.com for five year a month and you'll get all our extra bonus content as well um, and yeah we, we loved doing this and there's definitely going to be more so watch this space but for now we're going to shout out our sibling podcast the happy broadcast which is new to the station uh, you've been perving on their instagram all week james i i have now so every day they, they try and um the happy broadcast they try and share a little story to cheer you up and they had a wonderful story during the week about a man who a flock of peacocks arrived outside his house and then sort of stuck with him for the day and it was lovely to watch but they also notified me that yesterday was the uh was adopt a houseplant uh, week or something because apparently that does help your mental health and I have adopted many plants in the last number of months and I have to agree so I was like yes more tips from the happy broadcast please so if you're sick of hearing about AstraZeneca and blood clots head over to the happy broadcast on Instagram and here is their podcast version of joy tired of tuning into negative news well get your week off to the right start with the happy broadcast Let's help you focus on the positive things happening in our world. Each episode will feature positive news, some mental health tips, and we'll hear from our happy broadcast community about what makes them happy. The podcast is hosted by me, Amy O'Dwyer, in collaboration with Mauro Gatti and his popular social channel, The Happy Broadcast. Episodes are out every Monday and you can listen and subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts. Let's help spread some positivity. 
you did that Darude Sandstorm one, right? In yeah, the and then I, I do fell about the place laughing when I saw it for the first time. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's, it's yeah, so good. Like, and I did it from the black wheelie bin one day. It was the only a smell. <laughs> I got in and it was still <laughs> dirty. And I was like, and I wore heels to get into a bin. <laughs> and I had their breasts on. And when I was in oh. there, the lid was closed, but I couldn't breathe because they're up here. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> because I remember when, when he was planning on doing it I was like right I don't think I was in drag that day so I was like right I'll give you a hand to bring the wheelie bin in and stuff like that and I was like do you want to do it in the green bin and he was like no people enjoy better knowing that I'm in the black bin <laughs> so we have a garage we have a garage in our house that we like we do most for drag stuff in and I just remember like we, it was a really fucking hot day and that bin was it's a black bin no one has a nice smelling black bin no. it's unheard of and the more he was getting in and out and the lid was open I was trying to help him I was trying to turn the lights on and I was like mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, no, I'm gonna get sick. I'm gonna get sick. And then after he got out, and like you still, you still had bits to do after recording the video, and he just stunk the bleeding rubbish, like <laughs> of bin juice. Like looked so cute, like looked fab. I was like, but you fucking smell like shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean that 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 was basically that was our assessment of of uh, Tina Burner's performance. Yeah, yeah. just like bin juice. Juice. and then bin juice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, they, they were some of our 69 questions for you. And there, that's the next thing we were going to chat about was Got Mick, Rose, Candy and Simone had to answer these quote unquote 69 questions. Got Mick's ones, I was like, he like he answered them quite well. I'm presuming that they're Gorge. prepared. And then Rose answered them. I was like, OK, she has she has perfected that. She like, yeah, killed. Well, she's Miss America. She can prepare. Oh, yeah, 100 yeah. percent. Even yeah. Simone, so I felt was a bit kind of like. Like when she was talking about the talent, she was like, "You've seen it," and I'm like, "No, come on and paint yeah. a picture like Vanilla yeah. on All Stars." Yeah, like, what your favorite yeah. run- runway look? You could even tell that, like, how she was even holding herself when the cameras on her, like how she just seemed real shy and was afraid to actually like be funny and stuff. Mm. Um, but then comparing that to the rest of them, like where Candy was just like, "I don't give a shit." Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? Well, like Simone was like, "Oh, all my runways were the best. So I'm not going to pick one single one." Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a cop out. Yeah, it yeah. really was. I think she had an idea of how she wanted to come across, but I don't think she met. Yeah, I met think she that, like. she wanted. She was trying to come across in that like sassy kind of character that she'd done in some of the the acting the, challenges, the, the acting challenges, but yeah. she didn't quite get there, and it did come across as a little bit timid compared yeah. to the yeah. other ones. Yeah. Like I think that got Mick felt the most kind of organic, like probably like the yeah. most like just arrived there and took like answered whatever questions came up. The rest of them felt maybe a little more planned. Yeah. Um and I think with Simone you could kind of see her thinking like what was my answer for this or what was it going to say yeah, for, yeah. for this? Um, yeah, there was one particular question that they asked Simone when she was walking down the stairs and you can even tell that the way the the edit was that she was looking around waiting for the question to finish before like it was like she had the answer ready to come over her mouth before the sentence had even ended. Like you can even yeah. tell like just the way she was standing there, she's like, right, I know I'm about to say this so you can hear, you can see her in her head. Yeah. The clock's torn. Like, the clock's torn. Like, she's obviously repeating the answer over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. And even at that segment as well, I was like, okay, so the camera person doesn't want to go down the stairs until they answer the question. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it was. She was like, well, I go down another step over the yeah. way. I go down another step over the way. <laughs> <laughs> Depends um, on how good the answer be. If it's shit, I'll go and help. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll still call the <laughs> And then we get to see them on the stage before they you know before the live show and stuff and I think that's always quite a nice moment to see yeah. the space that you're going to be performing in and, yeah. and for us to get to see them see it for the first time I thought was quite nice yeah, yeah. especially when you go to like a venue because I never really did like big venues for like until about like five six 
about five years ago and then it's like when you go somewhere like Vicar Street like when we did Pride for Davina Victoria's Pride yeah. Party like going out to Vicar Street and you just see the whole floor is covered and you have these like metal barriers you know when you go to a concert in Europe the yeah. front, you're like hold on to the little barrier being like I'm not moving <laughs> like when you go out and you see people at them and people are so invested in what you're doing and people are just like especially in a big huge venue like I know Vicar Street's not as big as where they're going to be performing but it's just you get kind of like a bit Oh, yeah. I don't know if I can do this. And especially seeing it, especially seeing it empty, like seeing it empty, and then trying to imagine how many people can actually fit in there. It'd be like two completely different things. Yeah. Like if you go out onto a stage and you like see like millions of seats, you're like, oh, it's a pretty big arena. And then you come back the week later after your rehearsals and it's full. You're like, right, I expected a lot of people to be here, but not this many. So I reckon like that's like especially them like getting to see the space and stuff. But then at the same time, I don't know how they're gonna walk the live show in terms. But of... that was my next question because I was gonna say what you what you're describing makes perfect sense. But I'm like they go be like oh, look how big it is. But I and probably about seven people in here. Even just to have that space, yeah, to have that space to be it. So then you see in your head, you're like right. I know if I want to go out and just do constant flips across, I have yeah, the space yeah. to do ten yeah. or twenty. Do you know? And yeah. it's like, even just to have that space to perform or being able to say, oh, I performed in there. Even yeah. though nobody was there, I still performed <laughs> in there. Because they use the same, I'm pretty sure they use the same venue every time they do a live, uh, a live... Um, yeah, they do the same thing. Live finale. I feel so bad for, like, the Queens from last season that they weren't able, like, even though, like, this is still going to be a COVID-friendly uh, f- finale, the fact that they all had to... They're going to have to watch that knowing that they were in the same situation, but they're getting a much better deal out of it because they're yeah. actually in a building with... A few people, like, even though, like, regardless of there's 20 or 100 people, whatever way their COVID restrictions are, I'd still rather do it to 20 people than to do it to three people in my sitting room while my man's telling me that the Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And, like, having someone else looking after things, like, where the cameras are and the lighting and all that kind of stuff, not having to think about it yourself. Like, it, yeah, it would be much Just much have to worry about showing up looking pretty and hoping that you're doing the best you yeah. can do. Same prayer light a candle as I'm about to go on. <laughs> <laughs> so the the next segment then is the fan questions. These were a bit lame, so I'll just run through what the questions were and we can delve into any of them we want. I also shout out to Olivia, I missed her earlier on. She did Mary J. Blige, I'm going down. So Oh, that was actually God, so good. Yeah, th- oh I think that God. was probably the best of the I think that was probably my actually that was my favourite of the the like people who just did cover versions. I thought yeah. it was gorgeous. It was so sexy, it was very Beyonce dance for you. If you ever seen the music video of Beyonce dance for you, it's like black and white kind of a man coming home and like being real sexy. I thought uh Olivia was so beautiful. So be sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Stunning, stunning, stunning. So uh Kimura was asked what tree she would be. <laughs> Joey was asked would he ever use big hair? Tamisha was asked had her kid watch drag race. Lallery was asked does she prefer looks or humour in a man? Elliot was asked who she thought the dancing queen of the season was. Tina was asked, is she friends with Rose? Denali uh, asked, uh, will she have her own ice show? Utica was asked about that weed moment. Does she actually smoke weed? She didn't answer it. And then Olivia, I think this is the most juicy part of this, this that whole segment, asked whether she actually had gone on that date with Utica. And it seemed awkward AF. Yeah. <laughs> I think kind of once they left, because like you're cooped up in this hotel and you're there, and you're just like, do you know what? Make the most of it while you're here. But then when you leave, Especially like Olivia is a very attractive man. Yeah. So like once the Queen's confessions and all that go up, everybody's like trade, trade, trade. So I'm sure people are sliding into their DMs left, right, and centre that they were like, oh my little six minute romance in the workroom with somebody, you know, has gone <laughs> yeah. out the window. I have this 
of the builder texting me being like, do you want to go on a date? Like, handy mandy. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe the queens are too too tired while they're recording Drag Race to like have a wank. So maybe it was just all that pent up, like, know, like you know, sexual tension. Torsten over Joey J mental. Like, do you know, yeah. sometimes it's a bit hard to watch when people are torsen over people that bad on it. And especially when the other person isn't want to be involved at all. Like, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, kind of to be honest, like. Yeah, like Taylor yeah. Swift. I'd very much like to be left out of this narrative, Candy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and especially that Candy wasn't doing too good at that time where she was like really torsen over. Um, Oh, which OJ is like, you're doing yourself no favors, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did think that was extremely awkward, the date thing, because it very much felt like it was something that was being driven by Utica. This whole, like, oh, we've got this special connection. And Olivia was just, like, looked like panic stricken when she had to acknowledge that it had even happened in that. It was, it was cringy to watch. It was yeah. like when Jinx Monsoon was trying to come on to. Um, Ivy Winters. Oh, my God. It was so <laughs> bad. And she started crying when she got eliminated. And Ivy was just like. One thing I um I thought this season or this like episode had for, against other seasons was it felt very separate between the top four and everybody else. And kind of what I kind of enjoy is like seeing the queens all get together now when you have like the leaders yeah. of the pack or whatever. Um and like I don't think many of the queens who were doing the talking heads were from the top four. It was all kind of the eliminated queens. I thought that was a bit of a shame. Yeah, yeah, that they didn't really, they didn't really like stick them all. Like I know that reunion they've stepped away from sticking them all together, but it just did very feel like oh well they're top four, so they're better than the you. Do you know so even though you went on and you yeah. broke their yeah. balls to do the show, but that's fine. You didn't make top four. It's not yeah. very fair. It's kind of like I think it was a waste of time as well doing that. Like I love them Vogue interviews where they do the seventy questions. I really think they're very very interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so much you can ask, and like even though like oh sixty nine, <laughs> funny joke, like it still doesn't make any sense. Like they got asked like five questions each. Like still do the same skit of the Vogue interviews, but like oh five questions with Queen rather than make us think that we're actually going to spend a lot of time finding out what they've done since they came off the season. Not yeah. just, not just. Oh, what was your favorite look? Not like, well, what have you been doing? Like, what looks have you came up with since? It's like, just like kind of Project Runway, you know, when they go to their houses down. Yeah, 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 yeah. You make yeah. And see, like all the creation stuff they're walking on. Like, I really feel like they really wanted to make. Um, or even bring them to the hometown. You know, kind of. I know that sounds mad, but like X Factor, X Factor like, yeah. and bring them Get to them the to club perform in a shopping in. center. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> or bring them to the club and say, <laughs> "This is where I forced me for show. It's not a building anymore. Oh, that would be great. It's a supermarket. Yeah. Do you know? Oh, I love that. Imagine like fucking performing, walking through Ballymun shopping center and see what past the post office one roll click that out <laughs> no, you have to say disclaimer I'm from Ballymun so I can say that <laughs> oh, yeah. not against Ballymun it's <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're right though the, the 69 questions thing did kind of like bug me the format because I those Vogue questions or those Vogue questionnaires I do love watching them yeah. and like you do learn a huge amount about the person who's like taking part in them and like it's sort of like half of them is kind of like funny throwaway questions but then there is half of them that it's like stuff you actually learn about yeah. them yeah. so I thought a bit more of that would have been nicer and maybe the 69 joke is only funny like, it's not even really funny. It's funny like, when you're sitting in Whitehall Bingo Hall and they call the number across the bingo balls when all the elves are laughing. <laughs> That's the only time that joke is funny. That joke is just as funny as Legs 11. Yeah. Like, yeah. number 11, Legs 11. Keep well, oh, it's so hilarious. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. But they're also, like, some of them, like, questions with Vogue and all, people get 
famous memes out of them. Like that one of Donatella. What's your favorite Lady Gaga song? Millinerisms. Everybody was like, Millinerisms. Oh my god. You know, someone Queen had it edited into a song that every time Lady Gaga would say, You're giving me, and it'd be Donatella got Millinerisms. I was getting ready in the dressing room one time and the lady Devine was there and she goes have you seen this yet and she played it and I swear to god I stood there laughing for a solid 15 minutes because she just kept playing it on a loop over and over million reasons million reasons <laughs> so next up then was a Toot and Boot section in which uh, it was announced that the first ever Golden Boot award was given out uh, to Lala Ree for her, her bag look and yes yeah. <laughs> it was awful but I think that Golden Boot should go out to looks that are brought with them on the show I think that, yeah, that's no, kind of yeah. you know mm-hmm. so I think like, the worst one would be like Elliot's Flamingo or Candy's yeah. like yeah, sorry, uh, I, I was in the shower for that bit uh, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like I'm going to go and get a watch at the same time I don't know who I think it was got mixed said that even though Lala Ree looked that bad wearing that bag look she still won the lip sync yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bad uh, so like, yeah, kind of goes. You can turn it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even if they are wearing a lot of paper bags, at least with plastic bags. No, bro. Yeah, the the environment. Recycling queen. But speaking of Lallery and lip syncs, she is chosen as one of the lip sync assassins of the series, along with Denali, and the two of them oh. have to lip sync together to "Be My Lover" by La Bouche in order for charity. I thought Lallery won this, to be honest. I, 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 I don't know how I you thought Denali did. Like, but when they start yeah. both bending back at the same time, I thought, who's going to oh, go yeah. into that full thing and do a flip? And then both were just like, up, I guess. <laughs> and then Denali putting on that blonde wig at the end over the blue wig. I was like, just stay blue. Just yeah. don't be <laughs> trying that now. It's just it's like... be revealed that cover up. Yeah. But they have a blue wig. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. With the wig came off like first thing, I think, isn't she? Yeah, back yeah. Don't put it back on. Like, yeah, leave yeah. it off. Leave yeah. <laughs> it over there in the corner. I yeah uh, yeah I I thought that they both performed extremely well. I I I thought that it was fairly close. I think I enjoyed Denali's slightly more. Okay. Uh, or I found myself watching Denali's maybe slightly more than I was watching um watching watching Denali's. But I think that's because Lallery's outfit was sort of the same color as her background, so she kind of blended in a little bit. Okay. I she just got me with those sort of facial expressions she did at the start when she was mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, lowering but yeah okay if you guys agree then maybe because I was all conspiracy theory corner being like oh well Rue doesn't want to say no to a trans charity now because he's got everyone on his back so exactly, maybe she did yeah. deserve to win but that also could have had a factor in it mm-hmm. yeah. you know what he's yeah. like yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so then basically the last bit of the of this episode is the Queen's showing why they think they deserve to win from last week's episode uh, I thought Rose A's was a bit Mechanical, lick, yeah, like yeah. RC, you know, she gave Rue a good rim job there. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> spread them cheeks and went straight in, no kissing. <laughs> One Rue, you mad bitch. <laughs> oh, especially yeah. when we, we were saying, who did he say to Denali about the fat ass? Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> if, when Rue said to Denali about the fat ass, I would have been like. I'll tell you it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I want to at least be top four. So well, not <laughs> but surprisingly, there was no miscongeniality announced. I, I don't know if they'll do it next week. No, I it'll hope probably make do. more sense to do it next week. They must no, do. They normally do it at the reunion. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. if they do, well, are they going to bring all the queens back for the reunion though? I do wonder how many people are going to be back for it. Like, will every, will all of them come back 
for that and then they do their runway walks and their final looks and all that kind of stuff but then if they were going to do that for the, yeah, for the why, finale, why wouldn't reunion? they have done the, the reunion live as well yeah. So who who are you guys fancying for Miss Congeniality? So I would love to see. I just think Denali, kind of. I feel oh. like she got robbed. I feel like after I watched that video, I was like, "That's talent." Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel personality wise, give it to Lala Ray. She she's just so dumb. I, I would have said Tamisha, but now I'm thinking Lala Ray as well because I was like, "Well, Tamisha, this is a necessary like congenial because she's had the fight and she knows the people." And the whole narrative now is that she likes to fight and. So I don't know. But maybe there's this real maternal instinct that we didn't get she to didn't see. She didn't do Sarah. enough. Tamisha didn't do enough. She wasn't on it long enough and she no. didn't kind of... The only thing that people remember her for is Tanisha Man is coming for you and then being aggressive. Tanisha, you know? I, I said what I said. Yeah. I would like to see T. Joey J take it, I think. Just because... Cause mainly because of the video in this episode, yes, like that, was. like weird little end sync moment, and just like kind of, I don't know. Then I felt kind of like he was talking about how he liked Candy fancying him because it was nice that like a femme person was being celebrated for being attractive, and and I was like, oh, that's kind of cute and that's nice. And someone who has like enough to like take the piss out of themselves. Yeah. So maybe Joey yeah. J would also be, but I do think. But be I didn't believe that, that narrative though. I was like, oh, the first time you've been hit on your life was on Drag Race by Candy. Me is like, I don't <laughs> believe. Fuck that. off. <laughs> No, no, that is true. But we seen his, we all seen his Instagram. Like he doesn't like. Oh, oh my god, you really like oh, it. You fancy me? Yeah, all the tourist trap photos yeah. everywhere, yeah. and suddenly people are attracted to me. Oh, you okay. like the topless photos? I have no <laughs> yeah. idea. Sitting there with your legs behind his ears and on his toes. Always in the gym as well, ripped to bits. But like, oh, nobody finds you attractive. Well, go away. Well, Miza and Chanel, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great to have you. Hopefully, next time we see you, you can be in the flesh where can people find you what do you have coming up all that is when we return to normal life i'll be in the george every monday and every thursday um yeah and i'll be in the george every tuesday and every wednesday and you can find me on instagram at at fathead f-a-t-h-e-a-d and on twitter i don't even know what my twitter name is i think it's well they're gonna tag us in it so we don't need to say yeah (laughs) Yeah. we're gonna be tagging us oh yeah plug yourself (laughs) (laughs) I I felt real important having to say that I was like remember how to spell fathead remember how to spell fathead (laughs) like (laughs) F-A-T so that's it one episode to go it's 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 down to the Line down to the wire, down to the wire. Yeah, down to the I wire. was gonna say down yeah. to knuckle time, and then I'm like, no, that's anyway, never mind. <laughs> I do think this episode has kind of made me veer a bit more towards Rose over Simone. Oh, it's kind of hard to know. Um, I would say that we saw so little of the top four in this episode that it hasn't really impacted my overall feeling mm. that Got Mick is who I want to win. Like, Got Mick is who mm. I have my. Got Mick is who I've I've got my money on and who I really would like to see win for a whole host of reasons. Got Mick, not a renowned lip syncer, so could be tripped up by a format next week with the with the potential of having to do lip sync mm. lip sync smackdown for the crown. But really, I think front runner for me. Yeah, you would favor Got Mick to be the worst of the lip syncers of the four of them, unfortunately, which probably isn't ideal. But look, you never know. Lawrence Shady won they weren't lip syncer so yes. anything can happen anything can happen so join us back there for the finale of season 13 we've eventually got there four months later um, and we'll be wrapping it up in a nice little bow and hopefully we're all happy with the winner even though we all have different winners exactly <laughs> we all love whoever wins yes exactly <laughs> okay we'll chat to you then have a nice week uh, see you love you bye 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 
This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. 